Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and I am joined by Matt and Andrew today. How's it going, guys? So I uh, found an old postcard from a, a long lost relative <laughs> and heated it up and found a treasure map. It had, it had, really secret, clu- it had secret clues on it. Can I ask how you knew to heat it up, though? Uh, because I watch National Treasure every night. <laughs> See if it was, na- if it was National Treasure, you know, I would just be using uh, some some lo- some lemon juice. Yeah, and then they put it in an oven. That is true. Or used uh, a, a hair dryer. I yeah, uh, that was blow dryer. Get it right. Sorry, my alternative version is pirated. See, for me, <laughs> if I if I was to try to try that trick, you know, using the a, a shoddy Zippo lighter to to just you'd light gen- it on fire, gen- gently heat. Yeah, I would just burn a hole through the middle, and yeah, just gone, <laughs> and 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 unimaginable wealth just gone, flipped through my fingertips as I burn as I burn myself, <laughs> and then have to go to the hospital and pay hospital bills. Yes, because we live in America. But folks, we're talking the Uncharted movie today. Uh, those of you who have not seen it will be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Uh, it's like, what? What are they? What? What are they riffing? Hmm. Maybe I should let them cook, though. Uh, but uh, <laughs> folks, we are at least two thirds, two thirds of the sh- of the show present here. I don't know if Mike has played. Um, Uncharted games, but say Andrew like said and I, he, he's watched you play. He hasn't played, but he's watched the movie. Okay, I know he watched the movie. He sent me his thoughts, which let me let me make sure I have those. I have those pulled up. Um, but so yeah, uh, half then half of the full comrades or are you know big Uncharted fans here. Um, oh yeah. Just just before we started recording, we were just talking quickly quickly about our our history playing the games. Um, so t- I'm the only one, or say the only one I have not played is the original Drake's uh, Drake's Fortune game. It was, we were just looking into it. It was like, you know, one of the first PS3 games, one of the, you know, first major expansions from Naughty Dog after the the Jack and Daxter series, goaded, uh, a, a goaded series in and of itself. Um, but uh, yeah. Andrew, what were you saying your uh, your play history is for them? Yeah, I played, uh, let's see, Drake's Fortune. Honestly, I'm fairly certain it was like a bundle that I got with my PS3 when I got my PS3. So a uh, game near and dear to my heart. And if it wasn't part of a bundle, it was the first game I played. So uh, always been a, a big fan. And I played, I played uh, Drake's Fortune. I played Uncharted uh, 3 which is uh, Drake's Deception and then Uncharted for Thief's End. And I did not play the second one, um, but I did end up reading like the plots before playing the other games. And uh, yeah, now I've seen the movie, whether I like it or not twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing he's doing real pot hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> You know, saw it on his own for, I mean, we were all smart enough before <laughs> to just not watch it for, you know, you watch, tried to watch it for your own enjoyment. Mistake. I did. It Mistake. Was. Uh, foolish. Um, but then, yeah, my, the rest my of My reaction us, to anyone asking me to watch this for my own enjoyment is just the Danny DeVito, just the no. No, no. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, so I started with Uncharted 2. I started with Among Thieves, which was like, you know, a very wild uh, plot line. You know, it got into some, you know, it, it's 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 potentially some of the more, uh, it, it it moves almost the, the most into kind of fantasy bit with it because of like, there's when you, it, it revolves around you going to Nepal and uh finding uh shambhala which is you know basically shangri-la um and there's like these big you know yeti creatures that you have to fight that i remember dying to a lot (laughs) that is literally ice caves just the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor (laughs) 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 it came out about the same time too (laughs) like identical uh, but I, I just remember loving the, it was like my first experience with like the, you know, I, I, it's weird to me. Like I was about to say, like, I, I remember loving the the climbing aspect of it in the beginning, even though now looking back upon it, it's so, it's so simple, you know, just the simple, the simple predetermined path type thing yeah. where you're really not doing anything. They, they, How dare they, you. They they really kind of did, they didn't really iterate on it until later where they put some more actual mechanics to it. Yeah, where it's like you have like the you've got like the pick thing where you got to like jump to different things and hit the pick at the right time and use the God of the War gra- kind of grappling it. hook. Oh yeah, the the new God of War absolutely took uh you know the 2018 absolutely took the. I mean, so many Sony exclusives yeah, yeah. took that that level or that type of say, her, traversal mechanic. Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn was the yeah, the exact same one, you know that they that they themselves iterated on with with uh, Forbidden West. Yeah, I don't know. There was a, something I found enjoyable about it. Um, it was kind of zen to me, but like the it was some of the my first kind of immersion into the truly kind of cinematic kind of gameplay. Yeah. Which I found uh, fun, but it was like, it had this nice balance of you are, you know, it's like you're watching a movie, um, you know, you're, you're actually inserting yourselves into the movie. But then I also found, you know, the gunplay, the actual, the core of the gameplay itself to be very satisfying, to be uh, challenging, to be um, engaging. Um, and then I thought they were good stories. I thought they're good characters. I thought it was good writing. Uh, the the goat Amy Hennig, you know, is is behind the Uncharted series. Shout out uh, Nolan North. She's the one doing uh, the Wonder Woman game, right? No, she's doing um, Captain America. Yeah, the Captain. I think she's doing the Captain America Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Sorry, they're they're all just kind of like slurring together in my brain. Yeah, the 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 Wonder Woman game is the one that's using the Nemesis engine. Oh yay! Mm. I mean, really cool. Like, appreciate that they're finally doing something with it because they patented it like assholes and then never touched it again like assholes. But uh, since but since Uncharted two, I've played every single one. I've played, you know, I played Among Thieves. I played Drake's Deception, Thief's End, which was really good. And yeah, I, I, I really it, liked it. And I most recently played the the spinoff Lost Legacy as part of the 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 bundle for the PS5, which was a nice short little Lady Uncharted. Which you know sounds like I'm I'm doing a bit, but like 
it was good. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was enjoyable. Um, had some, had We're starting some... this year off on such a bang with two episodes in a row where we do uh, a sexism. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, this wouldn't be a gaming podcast without it. But yeah, the I knew going in, you know, way before we even decided to make this, uh, you know, do an episode on it that, you know, the the movie was was bad, was going to be bad. It was going to hit the mark that like they're going to miss the mark. That is sorry. Um, what? No. And I, just, I just like. I, I, I was always struck by and 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 watching it, I was absolutely vindicated in my main core assumption of it that however i don't think the game was as or the the movie was as bad as i thought it was going to be um there's definitely just there's just something like lifeless about it um something very something very something very algorithmic about its about its construction but it it, like as as an outside perspective as someone who hasn't played the games this felt like a movie that just had no like like it didn't feel like it needed to exist like it felt like it was trying to just take advantage of an existing ip yeah and because it wasn't it wasn't even trying to like it didn't even do like what most bad video game adaptations do like trying to check box of yeah you know this like you know we'll hit this kind of nostalgia point from the franchise what they were just trying to do was create their own new action adventure franchise right yep that's just what they were trying to do like yeah banking on an established ip um but it really because what it really it really just misses the whole point of the games its existence misses the whole point where the whole the whole point and the whole draw of the game is that it's you the player are getting to take on the role of the cool action star the cool treasure hunter you know to be a the 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 quippy indiana jones but you know how much money this movie made it made money it made a good amount. Four hundred million dollars, yeah. four hundred and one to be exact. But but what was its budget though? And yeah. what was its marketing budget? Because it that made... might not be a profit. You won't if you that, won't find the marketing if, budget. If that was but... yeah, if that was its one hundred and twenty million. So it probably did make money. If that was its the, the general goal. box office thing is you have to make double. So, I mean, they're setting up stuff to to do a sequel that's gonna fall like because this was technically basically supposed to be a prequel yeah oh yes it was young nathan um because like the, the the post credit the post credit scene which we'll get to uh, oh i didn't watch a post credit scene the, the second the credits wow, you turned that off real out. quick it's because yeah, it happens very fast it's it's, it's even like it's, a, it's a it's a mid-credit role um but there's they're setting up the they're setting up the events to the first game um but yeah it's just like the the existence of this movie just like fully Wait. How can they be uh, setting up understand. the events of the first game? I've never played, but I know the iconic scene of him falling out the cargo plane, having to climb up that's, the cargo. And see, that's from this was such a weird mis- mishmash too, because yeah. that was from Uncharted Three. Yep. They start the movie. They start the movie with the scene from Uncharted Three. Well, how did I get here? Record scratch. No, yeah, and it, yeah. it was so unnecessary. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. A, yeah, it was. A how do I like? Uh, like, well, this is they me. Didn't say Wonder it, how but I got that's here. what it was. Because the, like, the only they, time that was good was when Emperor's New Groove did it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Absolutely, that is uh, the poison. Spot on Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> but you know, like, 
yeah, we'll, we'll get into the structure of the film as well. Like why they started with that, you know, we're, we're, we're showing you the, the height of the action to, 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 you know, to pull you in and then move away. Like the reason for that was, it was, it was, it was dopamine hit. They yeah, want you locked pointless. in. It was pointless. Like here's the main uh, action set piece that's going to happen, you know, during the actual climax of the, of the movie. Let's give it to you now. Uh, but no, it's just I the, mean, trailers do that too. That's my favorite the movie existence, trailer trait nowadays. The existence of this film just, you know, completely uh, ignores what made the games special, right? And what, what made them popular. Yeah. 100%. And the, the pacing, I, I felt like oh. the pacing of the games was so good, but the pacing of this movie was awful. So much happened in the first 30 minutes and then it just ground to a halt and then it just picked back up the last 30 minutes lots of leaps of logic and i think think we're just dancing around the elephant in the room here but i'm just gonna i'm gonna put my foot down on it uh i don't think mark Wahlberg and tom holland was a great acting duo no i hate the casting i hate the casting it's one of my biggest critiques of the whole movie I think Tom Holland doesn't have enough, like, because they're trying to portray him as this, like, I don't want to say shysty, because that sounds uh, improper, Anti-se- but like a... Anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to make him uh, into this, like, uh, quick-fingered, you know, stealing stuff from people. Oh, man, I've got... I've when we we'll do a plot breakdown and we'll get to like how how that shit plays out i mean because what they why he was really cast and what was really kind of baffling because tom holland is popular with the kids that's you're actually right that is the main thing but like what they could then justify is like oh you know he's like basically an acrobat in of himself you know like that he has the the physical skills to do the stunts but like they, they barely they they barely do any did any of that stuff and and the stuff they did do was like supposed to be like oh look how cool this is like you know this is uh and it was so fucking lame it was so lame um but we'll, we'll get to it we'll get to that the, the and then cool just stuff? let me finish my point of mark Wahlberg just isn't isn't uh, him anymore though so, he's he doesn't have a mustache or a paunch and that's complete miss he he finally gets the mustache in the in that end credit scene. Yeah, and yeah. they do a joke about it. But um, see, I, I'm I'm slightly I, I don't know if you can call this more positive, but like I think that uh, Tom Holland is actually kind of cut from the more you know traditional cloth of you know your your kind of old school movies old school now kind of movie star in that like you know he's a bad actor who plays the same character in every single movie. Like this was just Spider Man. This was yes. Peter Parker. It very uh, much was. But more particularly, this is Toby Maguire Spider Man Three Peter Parker, <laughs> <laughs> snapping down the street. It, it, you know, I I don't. Uh, I mean, and Marky Mark is is very similar in that ways, right? You know, he he plays the same. Unless he's playing yeah. Father Stu, he is uh, the same character in every movie. What? No. That Mark Wahlberg clip from The Happening. And like, I just found their age, like their ages feel off to me compared to the games. I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way, Ben. It felt like grooming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because the fact that Tom Holland, you know, is a, you know, 20 something adult who looks 17. Yeah, that's, I think that's what was throwing me off the whole time. That was one of my first things is uh, if, if we 
we're ready to jump into the plot, but uh, we're working it. Just go. Yeah, let's let's go. I, so we, we did we did say, however, you know that we, we did already mention that you know the the movie opens with with uh, Tom Holland, Nathan Drake, just you know stuck in the the cargo netting of the the iconic you know plane crash scene from uncharted 3 but here we've got it with sub mcu level cg and dialogue yeah, when, he w- when he wakes up he keeps apologizing after killing him sending henchmen Dude, spiraling to their death i'm sorry why that would the, to do that <laughs> that was the first note i made was that why the fuck does he keep apologizing it was just instinct i'm sorry Oh man, it's just but like for me, it was more the CG was just real bad. CG's bad, real bad, real real bad. Whoever was in charge of the process, it it is morally okay to kill if they're trying to kill you. That's I mean, just keep your character that way. Always, always stand your ground. Yeah, so he's he's killing henchmen, climbing back up. Uh, Eventually, the scene cuts uh, when he gets hit by a. The, the the fancy mercedes uh coming out the you know coming out the back and you know he's got another quip he's got another quip and then it cuts and it we go to a flashback 15 years earlier in in baston in baston uh baston. Young, young nate and his older brother sam are breaking into a museum to steal a map uh you know that was like you know belonging to ferdinand magellan for his expedition this was like the first point that i that i noticed is like whoever Whoever uh, was in charge of like the prop department uh, for this for this movie should be fucking blacklisted from the yes from, from the industry. Yes, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't even do like a little tea, tea, you couldn't even do a little tea bag staining, you know, for around real. the edges, you know, perfectly preserved, you know, just like looks like it was printed at fucking uh, at Staples at, at a Kinko's, you know, it, it's. It's real, uh, yeah, it was it was really weird. But the one note I had here is that uh, Sam, the older brother, is based because he does a social deprogramming. He, school, he schools young Nate that Magellan didn't actually circumnavigate the globe, that he just took credit for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually one of the, the first big, like, leaps in logic. And like, I know, like, to an extent, when you go to a movie, you have to accept certain things as part of, like, why the movie exists. But, like, the whole kickoff being that these two kids uh, want to steal a map from, like, Ferdinand Magellan, like, setting up the, uh, like, what what's the motivation there for Sam at his age to want this map? It's just that they're, you know, that they're history buffs and that they've, and, like, as he says at one point, you know, it's like, we got pirate blood in us. Or at least as the family story goes, you know, they, they even undercut themselves there, which I don't think they ever do in the movies. It's just like an agreed upon fact that they are, you know, descendants yeah, sure. of, yeah. of Francis Drake. Yeah, in the game, I'm pretty sure it's just like, yeah, he's my long lost cousin. Yeah. But yeah, so they just like, they, they you know, they go, they do some exposition dumping saying, you know, like that the, the legend of like Magellan is that, the whole the whole thing was not about circumnavigating the globe, but to find some hidden gold somewhere. Which, like, no shit, it was about gold. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it's all about resources, I mean, all about money. It's either regular gold, it's spice gold. It's yeah, yeah. The uh, nowadays yeah. it's oil gold. Yeah, they're at back then. Back then they're not doing it for clout, you know. 
Clout sharking was not a, was not a thing. It was not a thing. You know, it's like I was the first one to do it. Pulls no, out his like, phone, hits the TikTok. I'm going around the world for the round the world challenge. First mate's already got scurvy. <laughs> He's already lost several toes. One of my mates is fucked a manatee. Classic. Classic round the world shenanigans. Daft Punk in the background. So of course, of course, as soon as they try to break in and steal the map, they get caught by security right away. Right the away. The most competent security. This is this is just True. funny in that I found like in like a, a summary of the of the movie I was looking at just to refresh my memory. Someone puts it here that like, oh yeah, this is Sam's third strike. So he's kicked out of their Catholic orphanage. And they just put it as like uh, they're kicking him out and forcing him to stay elsewhere away from Nate. Yeah. I'm like, isn't he going to jail? Isn't that the whole the whole <laughs> thing? It's like saying it's his third strike and, and the cops are taking well, yeah, him away. Yeah, jail is elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> technically, technically true. But I, yeah. I, I thought that's what they were alluding to was our our archaic three strikes laws. And Sam is Sam has a due date with prison for the rest of his life for Yeah, that he's going wow. to do. Who, who they, knew that you thought baseball was archaic? <laughs> And the 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 one uh, the one the one good good plot point is that the the nun doesn't actually care about you know keeping the family together or keeping him. You know, I mean, they're already institutionalized in the fact that they've grown up in an orphanage. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's like nope, get the get, get your shit and get the fuck out of here. But instead, Sam does a runner. You know, he 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 gives he gives Nate the the the, the ancestors ring the, that belonged to Francis Drake. That's got you know the the sick parvus magna, the greatness from small beginnings, the the basically the catchphrase that has, that follows throughout the entire game series, Absolutely. and you know it's the ring that we saw dangling from Nate's neck as he was unconscious yeah, in, that, in that first scene. But Sam leaves basically never to be seen again. Yes, we we cut again. We cut again to back to present day, but before the. But before the events of the start of the movies, which again is like makes me like so crazy about why they they started the film with that little action sequence. Yeah, it, it was it was no the, the, I hate it. It's like the worst, most blatant attempt at you I mean, know I hook, think, I hooking think they you wanted, in, but it makes no sense whatsoever. You, you know the gif of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They, they I, wanted all the Uncharted fans yeah, in the yeah. theater <laughs> to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> or the Wojak meme where they're all pointing and looking. The, yeah, dis- disarm disarm them early enough. You know, it's like, again, we've, we have checked, checked our only box for the entire, the entire film. Um, so that way you can't complain anymore about why, <laughs> yeah, why Sully doesn't have a mustache and in the rest of that um but yeah so so nate is is working as a bartender in new york city he serves this you know uh snobby rich girl and uh steals from her but what's very funny here in my note was he does he does a tips cap milady and (laughs) and and mansplains the history of a negroni yes yes but all while doing what is supposed to be impressive bartending skills, but you know, it's yes. just some shitty twirling of a napkin and circling a gin bottle around his head. That was like the first <laughs> the time. Because I also remember seeing a press thing about like uh, 
that Tom Holland spent some time, you know, like uh, <laughs> learning, act, trying to actually learn bartending. Yeah, it's like doing bartending somewhere else. When it's like, look at all the thing, the cool things I learned, and it just looks the most tryhard uh, shit you've ever seen. It just is not impressive whatsoever. It just you know looks like he's just trying so hard. Um, it does not look effortless at all, and what he is doing is just that, so. That whole scene just felt so basic. stilted, and like put me off from the very beginning on what this like. I thought he was supposed to be a much more charismatic character. I mean, yes. Nathan Drake is supposed to be incredibly charismatic. Yes, right? yeah. Yes. It just it didn't feel charismatic. It felt, I mean, not, See, these, not to take the side, but it felt creepy. So these games are like pre MCU, right? So it's like yeah. he's like quippy, but well, not in the Whedon esque way, you know. Um, when did the first game come out? Two thousand seven. Yeah. Was so that post MCU? But it's before it's at Te- least before it was speaking, cemented. Uh, Edward Norton's Hulk. Boo yeah, doesn't I, count. Doesn't count. <laughs> and and doesn't Iron count. Man both came out in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Doesn't count. Uh, so they were in production at the same, you know, at the same time. So it doesn't count. Um. The uh, but yeah, it's just like he's supposed to be yeah, an incredibly charismatic figure, um, you know, a bit of a lady killer, you know, yeah. In this, in this, in this case, ladies he actually like just se- seems like a killer of ladies. Instead. <laughs> um, more Patrick Bateman than anything else. <laughs> yeah, so he he. He goes outside, does a bit where he can't get his lighter to work while she's trying to light a cigarette and uses the opportunity to nag her her, her diamond-studded tennis bracelet. And uh That's how you know she's wealthy. Yeah, apparently, apparently he's observed by uh famed fortune hunter Victor Sully Sullivan, played by our boy Marky Mark Wahlberg. Um and yeah, he's he sees him swipe one bracelet, and apparently he knows from there that that this kid has got what it takes to become a world-renowned treasure hunter. But he uh, knew his brother, so of course he knew he was going to be a no. So of course that that gets explained later on. But like my note at the time is just like what this this was for me the the first major leap in logic. It was just like you saw him do a shitty swipe of a you know a little bit of sleight of hand. Um, and again, you're like, oh, this is the guy. this is my guy. This is yeah. if, if you're looking for that, you just go to like the streets of London and find a little street urchin. Yeah, a cut purse, a little cut purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it, it's pretty nuts. But yeah, he like he offers him a job. Like you know, it's like you know, kid, I've got a heist planned. Yeah, he's so bleeding. And eventually, we get the you know the son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah. Everything as he you know as as Sully then steals the bracelet from him and replaces it with his business card. <laughs> it's like maybe a business card is basically just like, yeah, uh, treasure thief, Victor Sullivan, yeah, yeah. Come, come, come to come break into my house. Um, and which, which he, which Nate does. He, he does another, he does another slick uh, operation, steal like bumps into the doorman of the place, steals the keys, uh, you know, does another pickpocketing and breaks it's like in. the most blatant pickpocket thing that they show in movies you'd think there'd be a better technique by now <laughs> what was different about it is that you know he's he's a millenn- he's you know say he's a millennial uh pickpocket he he does it he distracts him by Distracted. texting on his phone he, yeah he he, he, he the, the the misdirection is that oh i'm 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 just so absorbed in my in my smartphone that uh i couldn't possibly be doing anything else uh but yeah so he, breaks, he, he breaks in and before Sully reveals that you know this was all part of his grand plan to to the machinations, yeah, to 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 suck uh, Nate in, 
um he uh, nate is like you know looking at all the the cool artifacts that he's got around but he gets you know struck dumb by finding that sully's got this very same map that you know that's that he and his brother got caught trying to steal and mm-hmm. like that in that opening act uh sully you know reveals himself that you know knew that he was coming because he had he had a shirley temple prepared for him uh how cute um and then they you know then they start doing more lore dumping you know they now they that talk you about- now that we're t- now that we're Go talking ahead. about it i think matt's right uh Sully was actually looking for a younger boy to <laughs> do some rough trade with. And... I was about to say you, you never ever ever accept a drink pre-made for you by <laughs> yeah, yeah, just sit there. You can see it get made. Yeah, you don't know what's in there. Shirley Temple can mask quite a lot. That, Hell yeah, that... there's a ton of sugar. Yeah. Ooh, does this taste like arsenic? <laughs> Yeah, they talk about Magellan's voyage and like prove, you know, their history bona fides. And here it's like where we get introduced to the the villains of the of the film, which I think was an incredibly underserved um, Antonio Banderas. Dude, I so disappointing. Even the second time. He probably only had to be there for like a day and a half of of work. You want to know it's funny. Good check. Yeah, I didn't even register that that was Antonio Banderas. That's how like jaded this movie Amazing. got. Me so early on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious that it's Antonio Banderas. Like, um, but yeah, so he's he's the current scion of the the Moncada family, responsible for various atrocities and crimes against humanity throughout history, um, including funding some fascist regime somewhere. They threw that in completely glossed over it just that oh yeah they're bad they're bad they're bad they, they I mean, bad when you folks. need to do a quick and dirty and tell people they're bad guys just say they funded fascist regimes boom i done. do i do like that they chose a name that sounds similar to monsanto <laughs> no, that's some big brain thinking right there <laughs> um he actually so- moncada is uh an Arabic derivation of Microsoft and Sony's. Taking- <laughs> <laughs> so they, they're, they're what they're trying to find is like the the gravesite of the of Mag- of Magellan's captain, this Juan Sebastian Elcano, the guy who actually finished the voyage, and like Sam, uh, Nate's brother, had helped Sully steal the diary of this guy that has got all these clues and it becomes a very very poor man's national treasure and like da vinci code is what i was like finding through a <laughs> yeah, lot of this that, which are that's... already which are already pretty uh you know pretty pedestrian in their their mystery in their all all that type of stuff uh, hey man i'll have you know when i read da vinci code in like sixth grade it was blowing my goddamn mind <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me G- Jesus had a wife? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus had a had a wife and kid. Heresy. Uh, so of course, of course, you know, uh, Nate Jesus is skeptic- only took dick. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. Why do you think he had twelve? Say twelve male disciples. <laughs> For real. What do, you th- what do you think was going on there? Uh, but he, uh, Nate, is of course 
it's just like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna be part of this. But then immediately is convinced. Yeah, immediately, that was something. Yeah, like he, he literally he looks at three home. postcards and yeah. changes his mind. <laughs> yeah, he goes back home, looks at some postcards, is like, you know what? Let's do this. Son of a bitch. Son, yeah, he calls him up. Son of a bitch, I'm in. I, I want to point out in his in Nate's trunk of mementos, you see a Naughty Dog sticker, uh, yep. and and a Supreme sticker, on, ominously yeah. framed in the shot, confirming that Nathan Drake is an avid consumer of streetwear, fast fashion. Oh God. He even well, he's a thief, sticker. so maybe he just knows to target supreme wear. So how do you how do you miss <laughs> that? That was like a clear branding, uh, you know, like a, a marketing thing. Like it was yeah, that, so that squarely one, I in saw frame, that really easy. Yeah, um, it was like perfectly framed at the bottom of the screen. And then he, as he's pulling shit out of the out of the trunk, he even gets like the superhero suit up music as he pulls out the old necklace with the the ring on it and puts it on. Like you know, he's becoming the Nathan Drake that we that we you know that we know debatable he Hashtag uh, not my nathan no we have a hundred percent so they they go into some heist planning again we haven't even hit 30 minutes in the movie at yeah. this point so yeah that's fucking happened yeah um sully informs nate you know that they got to go get this golden cross that apparently is one of two keys needed to find Magellan's gold. That sentence right there. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the exact same premise of here's a dagger, Ray, go stand in this one spot on this rock. <laughs> that, that, yeah, perfectly shows the wreckage of the Death Star. The Death Star. Man, yeah. I fucking hate that movie so much. Fuck. God damn it. Yeah, you suck. Uh, so they, they got to go get it, but like they're they're not um they're you know they're, they're not the only ones after this right uh santiago mancado that's antonio banderas's character he's gonna be there he's gonna try to to steal it because he views the gold as his birthright that was you know stolen from because they were the ones who fund we kind of missed this they were the ones who actually funded the the original magellan. magellan voyage they're like oh yeah the king of spain couldn't afford this shit we needed private private financiers yes of course the king of spain couldn't afford it uh so you know they're making all their preparations uh nate's doing background checks on sully uh which which what he what he finds out when he confronts him is very funny um as they're getting ready for the event though um you see that sully is nate's dad uh because he teaches him how to tie a tie yes yes oh god <laughs> just another like that didn't need to be there yeah, uh, another great little bit of 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 banter. That was we have painful. a th- that was he's a young he's a young Nathan Drake, and we're gonna like hammer that home because he doesn't know how to tie a tie. No, it's in, it's, incre- it's an incredibly tired trope. Um, Sully is daddy, but so then he confronts he confronts daddy, and it's like he reveals that he was a Navy helicopter pilot who was quote preserving artifacts from the Museum of Baghdad. Uh, and was dishonorably discharged for it because he says like, oh yeah, like you were really just stealing with it, stealing that shit, right? And like, so that was the point where it's really like immersion breaking. This that's that's absolute horseshit because if this was real, those have, would have been his explicit orders. Yeah. You know, yeah, he he wouldn't have been dishonorably discharged. He would have yeah. been promoted. He would have been promoted. <laughs> just like, like yeah, stealing the cultural wealth of you know the the cradle of civilization. That is half of the point. <laughs> 
So that was that was a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of um, propaganda thrown in there. That was I'm I'm pretty sure that you know because we know that every script in Hollywood gets shown to the Pentagon. Um, that was their that was their contribution. Because it gets thrown to the Pentagon so they like so they can, you know, like use uh equipment and stuff. Yep. Like probably like that's how they probably got the helicopters and shit at the very end. Um oh, and boy. and it's just like uh yeah, that was that was that little bit thrown in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was bad to steal stuff from from you know from Iraqis as we, you know, pillaged and looted and yeah. killed all their c- civilians. Um but now that oh, just gets. I have something bad to tell you about all of the museums in Great Britain. <laughs> I don't think you understand. They owned those places, so, <laughs> so all of that belongs to them. Like I, I done, I, I did a check, and it was, it was. It was after this next scene is where we actually got to the 30 minute mark, which so again is where amazing. things really amazing. Yeah, there was just a lot of shit going on in, really in that quick. in that first in that first third. Um but so like, the, don't show the, us that opening part with him uh climbing up the the yeah. uh, cargo plane and instead like dedicate that time to like expanding on characterization or something beyond just surface level. Like, oh, look, he's a sleight of hand thief and Abandoned he theoretically has charisma because that girl liked what he said, even though it was like semi serial killer vibe. <laughs> what did she say? Someone's like, uh, you know, you're kind of weird, but also kind of cute. Yes, that's, yeah. that is exactly what she says to him. <laughs> In reality, so, that never works. No. So they, again, <laughs> again, literally doing the definition of mansplaining um but so they they go to they go to the auction they you know they've got their plan they're you know trying to blend in nate's doing the stupid shit where he's touching the earbud uh yeah when when they're talking to each other you know like kid doesn't know what he's doing he's a he's he's a millennial fool fucking nerd um they we run into the one of the other antagonists, like the main henchman, because that's usually that that is, I guess, another box that they check from the games. How uh, there's usually like an overarching villain who has a a dirty work person. Yeah, it's like the 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 person who is financing them who doesn't really get their hands dirty until the very end when you have to fight them. Um, and then there's like the main like mercenary who who is doing all the work. Um, and he's you not know, getting shit for it. Um, and so that is seen here. And of course, yeah, they're they're usually women. Um, and so this this Them one tells yeah, this one is is Joe Braddock. Um, she you know she's a merc. She and Sully have had run-ins in the past. They uh, oh, certainly could call it a run-in, a uh, run-in and out and in and out. <laughs> so that's where we're, and then we're formally introduced to to Moncada, Antonio Banderas, is he not so subtly threatens Nate uh, when they're like both looking at the at the cross, cross that's up for auction. And, you know, it's like basically says, don't try to outbid me, kid, you know, or I'll kill you. I feel like the auction house scene is like starting to become an overused like trope in movies. I feel like it's starting to get 
Uh, well, this this one was supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is some high high end, uh, you know, real fancy uh, event, and it looked so small. It looked yeah. so small and and cheap. It had something to do with like I think like the like the chairs like they the, were sitting in. It was like the postmodern kind of architecture shit. I think. And just like it's so, the whole heist itself, like. Well, completely falls apart working, too. It's just it falls apart, but at the same time, is way too easy. Like it's, yeah. I mean, because they, they literally just they set it up in a in a wordless montage, right? You know, yeah. so like, like you know, it's it's like, oh yeah, it's it's just it's something we we it's another like, not to use this phrase again, but it's like you know, it's another box they have to check. You know, it's not yeah. something that they actually need to develop. It's just like, oh no, they expect something like this, so let's get it. Let's let's get it out the the door. We know it's not gonna go to plan so why why develop it at all why spend any time developing it or having it make (laughs) having it it make any sense Um, yeah it's going to go by so fast and so much else is going to be going on that they'll forget and i will say this is the first scene where uh nate begins to show his preference for nearly falling to his death like every couple of minutes in this movie Mm -hmm. he's constantly dangling from something it's it's ridiculous yeah, so he that happens as he like his the plan was to go kill the power and that doesn't happen. He gets ambushed by two of the lower henchmen's, including this big Scottish guy who like they 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 have this bit where the first time they did it, I will admit it made me, me smile a little bit yes. where Nate is not able to understand the Scotsman. Um yes. but then the, but then, then they, they repeat continuous. But then they repeat the joke like immediately afterwards and I'm just like, okay, that completely <laughs> just lost any goodwill that that yep. first one got me. Yep. So he's got to got to outbid Moncada because you know it's to stall. Not you know, right now. So it's like you know, which is funny. Like you know, if it went through, you know, at least make him spend more money. Yeah. Uh, at least at least make Moncada spend more money. But so he fights. He Nate has to do a diversion. Yeah, dangling from this this shitty uh, chandelier uh, of fluorescent light bulbs. It yeah. just looks so shitty. Just and fluorescent was really tubes. And a really bad set piece too. Yeah, that's that's another prop designer could have done better. Set design. And you know, in the commotion, Sully's able to you know somehow pull out a, a security guy's jacket. And yeah, and he had his his jacket's reversible. Oh, I yeah. missed that. I just saw I just saw him yeah. just pick it up. He, um, he did the thing that I think they did that in a like the now you see me movies where they constantly just like flip their jackets around were in the uh attire of the the wait staff i i shamefully enjoyed the first of those movies now you see me looks pretty good i, now you I see shame- me too not so much yeah mm. a, little, a, little, a little bit doo-doo but I, I i shamefully enjoyed that first one um so yeah, he eventually, you know, he's able to, you know, basically he planned for all this to go awry anyways, uh, is what you can kind of deduce from that. And he was about to like, you know, leave, leave Nate high and dry. First rule of this business kid, don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> as, as he, yeah. uh, as he walks away with it and, you know, does get, uh, he does get uh, stopped by, by Braddock, the mercenary. But then, because he's uh, because he's dressed as a security guy, uh, is able to convince some of the other real guards uh, that you know that she's trying to steal it from him. Um, 
and he gets he gets away she's left to deal with them um they you know they they but but at the same point they like when sully gets in the car somehow nate has made it there and he's all surprised he's like how are you about to betray me uh type of shit but then they they uh they make their quick amends and yeah, so they definitely did a, a we don't know how he's going to get out of this situation so we're not so going to we'll, show you yeah we're not going to show you how he did it it's just uh it's just going to be like we're going to we'll, we'll play it for for laughs as he's already sitting there waiting and you're going to be just as surprised as sully oh uh, yeah he's doing the, the 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 steeple fingers mm-hmm. uh i wonder why i've gathered you here today you wonder why i got uh so they they fly to Barcelona uh to meet Chloe, uh to meet Chloe Frazier, so Sully's uh, associate. So Chloe is the uh the protagonist of the uh the underrated Uncharted Lost Legacy, the, the spin one. She is takes on the main role there. Which Andrew, do you know did she have a role in the first game? Because yeah, that's the one I never played. No, she's introduced in the second. Yeah, I don't even I don't even remember I don't even remember that part. But like, yeah, she we all we know from the you know, they have a past and here yeah, they're just kind the of missed opportunity. The the protagonist of Lost Legacy Legacy should have been a long lost sister, Natasha Drake. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right, so she she has the second cross in her possession that she just they explain again in a throwaway line that she found somewhere with Sully. Uh, I think, if I remember, I don't even remember that. But you know, doesn't yeah, trust because that that was how Sully was claiming like partial ownership of it, yeah. even though she had it. Like they don't, tr- you know, it's like nobody trusts anybody. That's like the big theme of the movie yeah. is 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 trust. Um, you know, but she proves her uh, untrustworthiness by stealing their cross out of Nate's bag because Nate is is bamboozled by a pretty girl and like that's and you the, think that, that someone who they displayed in the the bar scene at the beginning as the one doing the bamboozling to the pretty girl wouldn't be caught up yeah you it know, takes him he'd be it on takes the, him the, a while the chad grind set no it takes him a while um they uh so then she runs away they chase after doing a really shitty version of like the casino royale parkour yes, chase that's scene. exactly what i was thinking about as i as it, and this is this is the Walmart only casino royale this is the only part of the movie where they where it actually is trying to evoke the you know the climbing chase elements yes. of the games but it is incredibly lame there's almost zero verticality to it um which I understand, like I could, you, I mean, there are absolutely ways to make, you know, a climbing portion of this, you know, like have stakes and all that, you know, like it's apparently, you know, climbing something, uh, you know, free climbing, something like that is always a, you know, a, a, a dangerous and, you know, mm-hmm. energy uh, or adrenaline spiking type of thing. So they could have easily made like done a part like that where they, where he's got to climb some cliff face, you know, and that would have been much more you know in line but this this was really lame again it's supposed to be like look at look at uh tom holland's uh you know natural physicality and his skills and it just looks so bad it's the type of thing i know they didn't do this explicitly but it reeks of the like 
oh, we're going to put parkour in our movie and just have our character flip off things every time. But like, they can't. The, the, like, he doesn't, Tom Holland doesn't even have, like, so he's, like, doing his own stunts, but he doesn't even have, like, the the skill of, say, of someone like Tom Cruise, who, like, yeah, all stunt people be like, it's bad that Tom Cruise does his own stunts because when he gets hurt, it puts the entire uh, yeah. production uh, in jeopardy. Like when he broke his ankle and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, most recent uh, or one of the mission possible. Yeah. One where he jumps from one roof to another. Um, but it's just like, uh, but it, it, at least Tom Cruise looks good doing it, and like actually is believable, and is like you know actually putting well, because in. Because Tom Cruise in. won't do a stunt unless it can legitimately end his life. Right. <laughs> but no, this just looks so. I mean, because because so Tom Holland maybe had those skills in the past, but he's just now so used to the. You know the Disney the Disneyfied way of making a movie that you know any skills he he had have totally gone to pasture. Now this might be a an interesting aside. I was just thinking about it. If they wanted to go with a a millennial age Nathan Drake, I know he's British and it might not work. And Tom Holland's British too, isn't he? Okay, yes, never he mind. Is. Yeah. Uh, Taron Egerton is a much better uh, gymnast in movies than say a tom holland i didn't even and know that is had. flat um also has an interesting singing voice yeah um yes. song right, so, our generation yeah so some stuff happens they catch up they like you know realize that they need each other because nate's got the actual clue of where they need to go and yeah that's not really important but then then we get a we we cut to the Moncada Foundation headquarters, where Antonio Banderas is upset that his father is, is uh, you know, He's a fail it, son. It, giving like, up. Well, so, well, yeah, Antonio Banderas is a fail son, so representation. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, like that uh, Moncada Senor, uh, you know, he's like, you know, got, uh, you know, he's like dealing with the the, yeah, the remorse. Yeah, the guilt of, you know, realizing, you know, that coming to terms with the reality of his family's fortune for all all the crimes against humanity that they that they perpetuate perpetrated throughout history. And he wanted to uh, donate it, right? Like give it all to charity. Yeah, it's like giving it all yeah. away. Yeah. Um, they then like, you know, have a they then have another chat and uh and Antonio Banderas has Braddock the mercenary kill the father. Before he takes off takes off with all the money to do his own expedition so this this is now the second time that braddock uses her cool curved knife yeah, that they show yeah. it over times to kill or maim somebody without showing any blood and this is something no that blood. will keep that will keep happening this was an entirely bloodless pg-13 so there are blood in pete there's some there's blood, blood in, in one scene, scene. And it's very minimal. It looks like a red marker. We'll get to we'll get to it because I have I have that noted as well. Um so that then it cuts back. Nate, Sully, and Chloe are at the church. They find they, they do they do some Da Vinci code they, snooping. Yeah. With some insane logic leaps. Apparently Nathan has a encyclopedic knowledge of all the churches and they uh they use the crosses, open some entrances, set off a booby trap because Sully misreads uh, the instructions in the diary. Um, and we, like, so it's like, yeah, he in the chase scene, Sully can't run because he's got a bad ankle. 
Uh, he can't read the book without his glasses. He has a million apps open on his phone. Get it? He's he's old. He's old, he's old folks. He's a boomer. Yeah, he is. He's he's absolutely boomerified. I, I'd be lying if I said that the million apps open on his phone the first time they talked about it did, like you said, put a little like smirk on my face. Yeah, but then they again they they kind of play it to death. Um, but yeah, no, that isn't that is a, a confirmed old person trait, no doubt about it. Um, they uh, yeah, so they they have to they have to split up. Chloe gives some, you know, the the sob story about her her past and why she can't trust anybody because her father, you know, fucked off and took all their money and uh, some stuff that is so much better, so much more uh, better done in in okay. Lost Legacy. Yeah, in the game, so, so done well, so because much in a better. game like that, you can spread it out over multiple hours and like like piecemeal it to people. And here they're like, well, we have like, how long is this like? just under two hours like an hour and 59 minutes or something like that like we just spent 30 minutes doing like 12 different action scenes so now we need to like speed through this uh lore dump so that we can get back to speed running through action scenes yeah i mean it's also it's done well there because the main story is tied into her like you know what she's doing now is is basically finishing the work that her father did that is what he you know went and fucked off and and you know left left her and her mother behind for to go pursue this this dream uh, is, is exactly what they're doing she's doing in the lost legacy so it's you know coming to terms with that so yeah much better done like you said much more opportunity for actual character growth and development um so yeah they 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 go on these they, they go on this little the shitty da vinci code adventure they somehow end up in a nightclub um ridiculous fight sequence where no one in the club reacts at all to it it's very strange. No, they, they, they start cheering they set a fire to distract them and they start cheering nate does more epic bartending more, yeah, more, yeah. But, but but this time with punches involved <laughs> uh it's 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 so wild it's so stupid i'd also um, like to point out that in the entire nightclub uh, nathan like blatantly stood out as like one of the only white shirts yeah <laughs> They're like, oh, don't lose our generic-looking character in the generic-looking crowd of people. Look for the child in a white T-shirt. Look for the person who looks like they used a fake ID to get in. Yeah. So they escape from the club, open up another, another, you know, trap door in the wall or some shit. They get stuck in a in a room filling with water. That's like a test from them. That's again, this is this is all aping from like the Vinci Code shit. Yeah. Um. And you know Dan Brown has a you know say has a lot has you know a, a suit on his hands that so he could he could walk away with some money here. Um, so Sully's got is the one they need to is like they it's basically it's all again it's all about trust it's comes back all back down to trust the 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 test is you need to trust in your fellow man and it's that they had to split up and he's got to unlock it for them. Um, so he like he he like is following these coordinates. Ends up wandering into a Papa John's. That's so got he, like he's this... following in particular a Find My iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The he he walks into a Papa John's, finds that the other keyhole is like behind glass in like a fresco on the wall. The, but the, gets... the most fancy Papa John's you've ever seen. 
Yeah, gets gets ambushed, gets ambushed by the mercenary Braddock. And so I'll, my note here was like, you know, as all this is going on, I'm like, is just the reckoning that that the actual Papa John foretold in his, <laughs> in, in his infamous front facing camera video? I think you could interpret it that way. See, the new Papa John is Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> So eventually they get where this this trail leads, right? And they think they found the treasure only to have these like giant urns be filled with salt, not gold. But then they eventually, he eventually finds that there's like another map hidden in there. Chloe betrays him, pistol whips it, or before pistol whipping him and knocking him unconscious, you know, tells him that, you know, Sully is keeping the truth about Sam from him and then, you know, whacks him across the head. When Sully finds Nate, they have their confrontation where Sully admits that uh, they were he and Sam while doing all this adventuring were ambushed by by Braddock, the mercenary who shot Sam and Sully left him for dead. Uh, Nate gets gets pissed and 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 runs away. See, this is where like the deviation from the game canon kind of bothered me more than it did other places necessarily in that like Nate abandons it's not doesn't abandon but Nate has to leave Sam behind in the games after being shot and like that that provides a little bit more emotional weight to like Nate feeling like he might be somewhat yep. or somehow responsible for his brother's right, potential right. death like the, the weight of his sins crawling on his back yeah so like putting that on to Sully I was I wasn't a fan no I'd, I would agree with that absolutely yeah, but you can't have your MC of your new uh, multi-billion dollar movie franchise that you think you're starting be a bad guy. Yeah, be, do mo- a- be morally questionable. Leave that for the yeah. sidekick. Which is a shame because Nathan Drake is absolutely, uh, you know, he's your protagonist, but he regularly makes decisions that are morally questionable. The whole, the whole thing about being a treasure hunter, you know, is yeah. morally <laughs> His whole job. That is, not, that is not morally questionable. That is morally bad. Yeah. So that is definitively a bad guy thing. Yeah. Um but it's only a bad guy thing when the people with the funny accents do it in the movie. The guy (laughs) with the American accent and the bullwhip does it, it's preservation. This belongs in the museum. Yeah, this belongs (laughs) in the museum. You can't be trusted to preserve your own cultural artifacts. Um, but yeah, so so he, so Nate runs away again, and he reads some more of Sam's postcards, showing that Sam was an absolute cornball. You see, <laughs> yeah. I, I I wish I had written down what the the actual messages were. That, I haven't forgot my promise. Yeah, stuff like that. Just it's just like some some real uh, live laugh love uh, <laughs> type type shit, you know. He's written on these on these random ass postcards. All just LeBron James tweets. That some <laughs> that some somehow not how like you know it's like it it's implied that you know like that this that that the the level of communication that they have is just one way right that that it's just Sam sending all these postcards. It's never implied that Nathan ever replies. Um, but so my question was always because you could if you if you Nathan kind of leaves them on red if you if you peep the the actual things it looks like he's sending them to different addresses so it's like how does sam keep tabs on him and know <laughs> when, when and where he nathan moves to you know it's a good question 
got a gps tracker in his bunghole yeah <laughs> uh all right so we it's revealed that chloe was actually working for antonio banderas the whole time she brings him the map um and you know basically gives her control of the operation moving forward because braddock has been a an absolute shambles uh, a master class and failure up until this point so uh you know would you say that that's the fail son's fail son yeah so the, the <laughs> failed daughter yeah the, the the so braddock is pissed she like uh you know has been usurped by chloe who's just shown up on the scene um but moncada you know she's like oh actually i hired her the same day i hired you moncada's Ooh. doing a play both sides so you always win mm-hmm uh so they they prepped to head to the philippines they gather their crew nate and sully reconcile immediately um and they they because they have to yeah because they have to because of plot they stow away on the plane the in the trunk of the car which there's a a, you know the line was like oh they had to spend 10 hours in uh in, in the trunk of that car you know just you know again implied uh you know pissing and shitting into a bag or you know into each other's hands uh for you know for 10 hours cramped to this trunk yeah it must have must smelled wild up in there they so they the makata gathers his crew as they you know they do like the again the indiana jones bit of showing the plane going from one destination to another over a map over a stylized map um, you know talks Never about how you know his, you know that magellan and his crew betrayed his family the gold belongs to him uh and then and then braddock uh splits his throat um yes. it's like your daddy was right you were a fail son you you you, you don't deserve this gold and so this was what yeah i had marked here the third time now that with, where there's no blood not no spray nothing there isn't even a pool of blood when Nate and Sully find nope, the dead body. No pool. Just a thin red line red on line. his neck. So <laughs> that's it. That, that's that, it. that clearly identifies that he wasn't a person, that he was either a zombie or a vampire. <laughs> he, was, he, was a, he was a demon husk. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it was just, I, I just could not believe, yeah, how bloodless this whole thing was. It was really, really upsetting. Um. All right, so things are things keep going. It's uh, that's where we then catch up to where the movie started the the yeah. the cargo plane scene. Um, oh. Nate, uh, you know, not listening to Sully, just you know, taking a parachute and dipping. Uh, he's he's got to confront Braddock for shooting Sam. Um, that results in you know the, a shootout where nate pulls the the cord to have the cargo start going out and shit gets gets wild it you find out that it was chloe was hiding in the car uh because you know after after braddock you know killed mancato she's obviously going after her next um no loose ends uh it's like what she gonna go to the cops or something like like what the fuck uh yeah no loose ends it was that made no sense either it's more just it would makes more sense it's like yeah just you know kill Bring this her bitch. on board she, or, or no it's just kill this bitch she tried to she tried to steal my 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 job type of thing yeah, she tried she to, to take my credit uh, i'd also just, like to point out that uh there are multiple points during this set of uh set pieces where nathan drake dies 
or or should have died injured it, and would yeah, be yeah. dead should yeah, have died 100 yeah. percent uh, uh falling out the plane and getting his leg caught in the cargo uh at least a dislocated that's a, bro- hip. That's a broken ankle at the it's very a, least yeah. and i was saying i was gonna say at least a dislocated hip as that just you know your leg just gets pulled from you um yeah so she's like in the car she drives it out like has a you know she's got i've got a crazy idea uh you know drives the drives the car out uh out the out the back of the plane uh, that is, you know, her plan the whole time to then jump from there onto a cargo load that has a parachute that lands in the ocean. Uh, that was my bit. Was like uh, they totally died when when the the cargo hits parachute the water. Comes out? Yes, no, that when, was no, no. no it's, it's when the cargo hits the water with with the speed that they have. They had the cargo hit the water. Yes, uh, so I was like much. no, dead, dead, immediately but dead. My, my immediate reaction is when they pull the chute on the cargo, uh, they should be ripped off almost immediately because they're not like at all firmly attached to that thing mm. and inertia loves to uh throw you so th- just just some god awful cg there i have to say though just yep. throughout that whole thing just some really terrible cg um they they a wire on a green screen with a yeah. fan they are you know so they are uh you know seem like that they're you know just like out on the ocean with no hope uh until they you know they miraculously come across some beach resort thing and they walk out of the ocean you know doing a you know their supermodel walks and i don't know if you guys caught this but the person that they talked to yes that they talked to on the beach where they say like what just happened oh fell out of a a car that fell out of a plane uh it's like huh that happened to me once it's the nathan drake voice actor yeah north yeah who who's uh shout out so he gets his cameo there um the i would have rathered him play sully that would have been interesting that would have been that would have been that would have been kind of cool yeah but you see then if he outshined tom holland as nathan drake you'd have angry fans uh (laughs) demanding retribution that's why you only do him as a brief little sprinkle cameo Somehow they get another. They they have enough cash to get a room at this resort. Um, yeah. Sam, uh, or sorry, uh, Nate looks through more of Sam's postcards and finds some more hidden uh, hidden messages that the keys are the are your compass. Uh, that these these the Magellan keys like that he pulls some shit out and like uses the map to realize oh what the map shows. It's not actually the correct location, so Braddock is going to the wrong place. So he finds the the real thing. You know, he's about to like tell Chloe that he found the answer, but he stops. You know, realizes oh, that you know, yeah, moment of doubt. Uh, you know, so he writes down the coordinates. Uh, it turns out they're fake coordinates because she, you know, sees them, takes them, and fucks off. Uh, but then Nate pulls out the right cord. And so here oh. we have that, uh, yeah. that, that, so that Nate, that Nate has learned that the, the true message of the film that you can't trust women. <laughs> or Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he, I mean, he eventually, he eventually does. So no, you, you, you can eventually learn to trust daddy. Yes. Uh, just not women, never women. Women are snakes. They're harlots. Yeah, they're out to get you. (laughs) They're only in it for themselves. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, yeah, I changed so- my mind. Under realizing that that is the messaging of this movie, <laughs> I, I think I like it. <laughs> so knowing with the actual coordinates, uh, Nate finds the 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 these two intact ships that uh, contain all the gold. Um, and you know, Sully shows up. He was tracking him this whole time. That's where they pull out Somehow. the i've got a, i've got a million apps open again i never closed the one that i was tracking you on um so he, he did it that way um but so here for me it was like there is no way that these ships would would not just fucking crumble and fall they apart after, after being beached for 500 years as as uh braddock discovers them and ha- tries to have them airlifted out yeah. i was just as like soon no as they got picked up they would just like, be turned no to dust fucking way even people uh, walking on those things was a reach for me. Like that shit would be so rotted. So they they get you know they get pulled up. The fights ensue. The the goons proceed to absolutely trash these priceless artifacts. You know, it's like the ships themselves are like worth more than the gold. Um, and it's just like it's it's hilarious. You know, like they just they just absolutely destroy this shit. Uh. Sully hijacks one of the helicopters. Got to have his his uh, his naval war crime uh, experience, you know, coming back into play. Um, as he I like you know, a ship battle in air. We'll say yeah. As 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 he you know takes control of this helicopter, also absconding with another nation's rightful wealth. Yeah. Um. So that yeah they they fight the uh they yeah. Nate and, and Sully fight all the dudes. Um, the 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 Scotsman uh, goon and who's flying the other helicopter ends up crashing after Nate shoots the, the helicopter with a, a fucking, fucking cannon, cannonball. With a fucking can, cannonball. Can someone tell me where he got the black powder from? Because he pulls yeah, it out no, of his there, pocket like no, he always a, had it. There was a no. There is a quick little bit. It's a it's a split second thing, so I know how, why you missed it. As he's like rushing up, he sees in a in a little dusty pile. He goes, "Oh, black powder!" and takes okay. a, takes a pouch. It takes a pouch. Okay, I was gonna say this motherfucker's been carrying black powder. No, it was him. it was it was Chekhov's black powder. I mean, it, okay. it was okay. they did it with enough reason to know that okay, that's coming back. So that was no surprise. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I did clock that. Um, so they are, yeah, so so Nate shoots down the other helicopter by shooting it with a fucking cannonball. Um, uh, Braddock is like the only one who survives, uh, all the other goons. Uh, Nate's trying to climb up to the helicopter, she's like chasing after him, and Sully has to make a choice saving saving Nate or uh, rescuing his backpack full of gold. He, he, you know, after after a quick sent, uh, second of indecision, he chucks the, the bag of gold at Braddock, uh, you know, sending her falling into the ocean where, again, broken back. Broken back right there. Um, pulls Nate up uh, and, like, the the second ship breaks or something, or, like, the, the connection to the, the helicopter breaks and it falls right on top of her head. Um, and then they're like looking at like there's a moment where the the ship the the wind catches the sails and they're like look at that beautiful could you put a price on that and it's like yeah somewhere between four and six billion dollars and then it sinks to the bottom of the ocean bye bye yeah they they make it seem like a bad thing that the and that the Philippines gets to keep the gold that some fucking colonizers tried to steal from them like five hundred years ago 
It's like, well, they're like, yep. well, too bad. It belongs to them now. And it's like the Philippine Coast now, Guard. It's, it's yeah. for the people. Uh, yeah, not that it like it always did belong to them. Yeah, and then they, uh, they ride off into the sunset, right? Yeah, revealing that Nate saved some gold. They they look down and 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 uh, basically give a fuck you to Chloe, who you know again you know you know foolish woman, uh, you know like you you've been tricked, haha. Gotcha, and, bitch. And then, so then we get some like the credits things. We get like the one before the credits roll. We cut to a prison. Where you see that Sam is still alive and writing more, yet another postcard. It's like, where is this man getting all these postcards yeah, in prison? For real, and in, in, in this, in this, you know, absolute shithole of a prison. Um, I mean, it's clear you've seen the the documentary just as I have. It means he has a stand that's fetching things for him out of prison. Uh, and like you're telling me, those are actually being sent. Like in reality, there's no way you give that to the guard, and the guard would use it as toilet paper. Like, yeah. Uh, then we then we get a, uh, a mid credit scene uh, where we already kind of address he's meeting a, na- a man named Gage, uh, acquiring an item uh, for another another man named Roman. So this is setting up the events for of the first video game. Uh, yes. Sully's got his mustache, which Nate makes fun of, and then you know they try to make their escape and they get fucked. You know, and then it cuts, and then it cuts, and that's it. Setting up for another sequel. Who, who knows if make a sequel? Yeah, so though? who knows if that'll happen? I, I have but, a terminal addiction to movies that set up a sequel that never come. Yeah, it's very <laughs> funny. Very funny to me. Um, so yeah, the, we, we already talked about some general thoughts about this. Um that I I don't know. I just like so the 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 one that I have real remaining is like so it, it took until that climax of the movie where they're fighting the dudes on the ship that like he must take it from uh one of the henchmen you know nate like puts on his his uh his gun belt his 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 gun belt thing his shoulder his shoulder holster holsters and he like fires a gun like once but it's like as significant as the third person shooting is in the games there is basically zero gunplay there's no guns and he doesn't pick up a gun until the last 10 minutes um, you know what they should have done and maybe we'll yeah. cover this in an episode if we ever discuss the uh the rocks doom movie from like 2004 Ooh. but the one thing that that movie did really well uh was at the very end right before the the climactic fight scene they give you actual doom first person yes they do gun sticking see, that's, out from the middle see, I, I find that to be incredibly corny Yes, but they could have done it here. They could have gone the over-the-shoulder camera, and we could have been, you know, you could have been ducking down below the. Could have been a cool scene through cover. The one, the one bit that was kind of cool that I, that didn't actually just occur to me until right now is that in that post-credit scene when he steals the gun from the guy who had pulled it on him, it's a gold gun. Uh, if uh, Andrew, if you recall, like there will be certain like high-powered guns that are when you yes. when you pick them up, they're gold. Yes, the, I like remember. The, the uh just the the visual thing on not the gun itself but like the the visual for the gun is is gold um so that's that's kind of cool um but yeah uh as i as i said at the top you know this movie like basically shouldn't have existed this is you know sony and their board trying to capitalize on ip without i mean and we've talked about this in general and i think this is going to be an overall theme of these adaptations for the most part is that these 
these adaptations are not for fans of the games, right? They are not meant to appease them. They are, they're trying to have both. They are trying to, they're trying to bank on an IP that they can draw an audience in to, to make money, but they're not trying to please them. Right. Cause they also want to go beyond that. It's like they have, they, it's, it's a safe bet because they will be able to trick a good amount of the, of the game fan base to come see it. They'll be pissed. Um, but yep. then, you'll, but then they'll get more people who have never played the games who are like, it'll be like, yeah, cool. This is just a new action franchise. Right. So I would say that this definitely falls into that category. I'm not going to write it off as an entirety yet where like, I think last of us uh, is starting is looking like it's going to shape up to be uh, pretty faithful to the original medium. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing good things. Yeah. Find out this week. Who knows? I, like, I don't know how you could physically fuck up a Gran Turismo tie-in like just car just cool looking cars you don't need anything else besides that I don't, that again that one is, is amazing to me that they're doing an adaptation um so here i've got i've got uh i've got mike's thoughts here so he agrees with us that like you know that there needed to be more uncharted wall climbing you know that they did not they did not adapt that really that element of it at all as a significant mm-hmm. part of the gameplay um his main thing is that the movie was too long um, definitely and i agree with so much that happened in that first bit like yeah they could have easily made that a 90 minute movie um and his 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 thing here is is his bit was the, like that like you know the pirate theme element is that he just kept fighting himself wanting jack sparrow <laughs> captain jack he's you know, like where's captain jack i'm here i mean they make a jack sparrow joke there that is also very bad um, yes they do well, yeah, I just don't think it's a good adaptation. That's uh... no, I I agree. And for me, there's two things that like two things that it really misses. One is the well, the gunplay is huge, but uh, the like I said earlier, the pacing. Like the video games, I always found to be paced really well. In this movie, is, is just not not at all. Uh, and the other is like the Uncharted series as a whole. I think tells a story or like messages that like a lot of this stuff isn't actually as good as it seems and doesn't ever work out for anyone in any way really like nathan even when he's winning doesn't really win it's winning is kind of like he lives in the games yeah Uh, so and that and like i didn't feel like this movie conveyed any of that like there was no switch they they actually found the gold like in most in i think all of the games they actually don't they don't really ever find actually what they're looking for it's always slightly different or subverted in a way and and they didn't do that i mean because they they do have an interesting kind of dialogue on the malleability of history as well right you know that they were playing off these legends and these uh you know, yeah, these 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 tales of you know unimaginable wealth and and all this and like like you just said, nothing ever is what it seems. What you think it's gonna be? Well, that's like yeah. um when when they find the urns and it's filled with salt. I was I was personally at that point ready for the movie to be done. Like, oh, cool! <laughs> like, so oh, like good. Like the, the the treasure of Magellan was like a shit ton of salt because salt was really valuable back then. Like cool, I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, you're right. That would have been that would have been awesome. I mean, like they they did a bit of that in the final ship, right? Through they're like yeah. They're like, oh, like, uh, say this, it's topped with cloves and stuff because they said they're like, oh, at the time, spices were worth almost as much as gold. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, no, that's what it should have been. It sh- the gold should have been a metaphor, you know, yeah. for 
some other type of resource. But again, because in of course, I do not expect a major Hollywood movie again to to really dive into again the the predatory nature of this kind of uh, you know this is like kind of you know resource extraction, but uh, you know removed by several hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like how again, it's like it doesn't touch at all onto how how again morally corrupt all these yes. people are. How how Sully is really no different than Braddock. You right. know, in this in this realm is that they are well. Well, Sully maybe doesn't go out and actively try to kill people with no blood. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, you not know, killing like, people. She's killing demons, sir. Like yeah. she's doing she's re- this world a service. Yeah, she's releasing them from this mortal coil so they cannot walk amongst us anymore. Um, but you know, they are not good people. No. They're just slightly less bad than these these others, which is again, it's like you get a you you get that in the games as well, is that like the the antagonist that you have them facing the other time, again, they're always it's always supposed to be, and it's it's tropey in this way, but you know that it's like they're the pale reflection of of our characters, right? They're like absolutely this is the it's basically it's that Nathan could be these characters if he had just if he just makes slightly different choices absolutely and you don't get that here at all it's because it's again these are these are heroes these are our these are our boys they're they're trying they're trying to set up a franchise that's going to appeal to you know kids might not be the right term but like younger uh generation to like young adult they want the they want this to be their you know uh, indiana jones this they Mm -hmm. want this to be their new uh treasure hunting ip that they go to watch the movies Yep. And I mean, I don't think it made, you can't have that. I really, I really don't think it made enough money for them to do another one. The fact that they've not announced any sequel plans to date does make me feel like, I mean, every day that that doesn't happen, I feel like it's less and less likely. I mean, so Sony is no, um, they're not afraid to cut bait when they think something isn't working. Like, uh, we got that, ratchet and clank movie back in 2016 that didn't get the reception they expected so they didn't pursue any more additional shows or movies after that and they kind of just left it as it was that's also something i thought we might you know discuss at some point yes i would love to do that i watched it i remember watching it and i thought it was okay yeah i didn't do, do, a, it. do a month of ratchet and clank and just do ratchet and clank <laughs> the series review ratchet and clank the movie <laughs> review yeah mm-hmm. i'm down mm-hmm. I know, I know that's a series that I want to do. Like, I actually have my background blurred here. I shouldn't, but like, I don't know if you can see. I've got, I've got Ratchet and Ratchet and Rivet. Oh uh, yeah, on my shelf. Wow, you have the woke on your shelf. (laughs) I I do need to get a Clank one though. I do need to get the Clank one. It's obligatory. I like that Ronnie is staring at me over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Uh, that is that'll do it for our first adaptation review. Uh, be on the lookout for more of these coming up. We we've got a little bit of behind the scenes uh, scheduling that we got to take care of, so we won't announce what we'll what we're doing next. But uh, we uh, this is like a nice little bit of a palate cleanser for us. So it lets us do kind of something different, but still in the same 
still in the, in the, in the same uh, genre, so to say. So we're uh, we're digging it. I I had a good time. Again, I didn't I didn't actually hate the movie. I'm going to give this episode a ten out of ten. I'm going to give the movie itself. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to be kind, generous, Matt. And I'm going to give it a six. I was going to say yeah, six and a half, six and a half. Not ter- not not terrible. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, uh, like, objectively not a failure, but also like objectively didn't do enough to consider like good enough to pass. It's a it's a it's a good like FX movie, you know. Yes, I would have yes. watched. Yeah, yeah, I would have watched this on FX back in the day when there absolutely. was no streaming. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Can you imagine table. watching this movie chopped up with all the commercials? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! The pacing it would the, would have been really <laughs> fucking worse. Oh my god! All right, uh, all right. So plug time, folks. Follow us on Twitch at Twitch tv slash campaign comrades follow us on twitter at campcompod and i think that's it yeah as usual mike's not here he doesn't get his plug <laughs> that's the gotta, rules yeah, i didn't write them yeah gotta be here to plug it all right folks we will see you next time bye bye hey.